Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It's I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay. Rachel, let's talk about your Marvel Comics knowledge. <laughs> I think it's it's very well known in the Thought Warrior community that there there is no knowledge. There's nothing. Rachel called me earlier today. <laughs> You're so proud about this moment. So, because, by the way, this was a very brother-sister moment. <laughs> and my whole family appreciated it. Rachel called me earlier today. She goes, Van, what would you ask people in a new Thor movie? So I gave her all kinds of questions. I'm not going to reveal the questions because she's going to ask them on the red carpet. They're gonna be... They were great questions. Great. And I asked her to, so smart. I asked her to ask a question to Chris Pratt about his relationship with a character named Gamora. She said, that's so helpful. She says, is Gamora a city? <laughs> Anybody that's seen Guardians of the Galaxy knows that, uh, that Gamora is <laughs> played by Zoe Saldana. She's the most deadly woman in the universe. I know she's green. It's funny. And then we had a whole conversation. I called Rachel. We had a whole conversation about Jane Foster Thor. We had a whole conversation. It's, it, was, it was a funny situation. I loved it. Wait, and I meant to ask you this. The fact that you're saying Jane Foster Thor, is that a last name? What do you mean? Well, you keep saying Jane Foster Thor as if that's her government name. Her name is Jane Foster, but she is okay. the Jane Foster version of Thor. So, okay. essentially... So can we just call her Thor? Does he say Jane could. Foster Thor? Like So... She, for the time that she was Thor in the book, the, the book was just the mighty Thor and it's Jane Foster. We call her Jane Foster Thor to differentiate her from Thor Odinson, who is the Thor that we know. Thor Odinson, that's his name. All right, so oh. Thor is both a name and a mantle. So Thor Odinson is his name. He is Thor Odinson, Thor, Thor son of Odin. That, that's who he is. He's Thor Odinson. That's his name. Okay, and he has okay. me and Ear the enchanted hammer given to him by his father. But the enchantment on the hammer says whoever is worthy can wield the hammer, not necessarily just Thor himself. So she becomes Thor because she is worthy to have the hammer. It's the the whole thing. She's not accepted by the Asgardians. It's a whole thing. It's, it, was, it was good. It was a good story run. But we knew that Thor Odinson would become Thor again, and they're doing that in Thor: Love and Thunder. This movie coming out pretty soon. Rachel's gonna so see it. I will say, you make me excited when I watch, I mean, when I watch, when I listen to you talk about it, I'm like, ooh, this sounds so interesting because you're such a good storyteller. So I'm like, ooh, make, like you make me want to watch this. But then mm. as soon as we get off the phone, I'm like, no, actually, I'd rather do something else. But question, there, is Thor a human? He's Asgardian. Or is he, oh, shit. I don't wanna, I'm not asking any more questions. He's not, but he's, he's from a different planet. He's an Asgardian. Like Wonder Woman. No. She's from a different planet. No, she's not. She's from the Amazon, right? She's from Themyscira. That is not a different planet. That is here on Earth. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> did I just, you watch Wonder? It's did you too watch? Much. Did you? Did, did, I loved did, did, it. Did you? I watched both of them. Did you watch one? Did you? Did you? Did you watch Wonder Woman? It's like a different yes, realm, like a different dimension. Arjuna, would you say Themyscira is like a different dimension? It's like it's she's from Earth. Like she's but, like, but but there's but that place doesn't exist on Earth. No, so it's it like, does you know, though. Like they that, they it does. enter through something weird. No, I don't it, know. Steve, it's, like Steve Trevor, he found it because he was flying. They are trying to hide right. themselves from everybody else 
but Steve Trevor found it because he crashed there. So it's That's on right. Earth. Yeah. It's like there, there are certain superhuman beings that have bases on Earth, like in Marvel, the Inhumans. They're a race of people that have had their DNA altered to be weapons, but they're, they live here on Earth. Now they kind of live. Now they live on the moon, but you know it's on Earth anyway. Um, it's a lot to unpack there, but it's listen. I feel very well equipped. I appreciate it. I had a rough night. Um, what was the rough night? Brownie, my my brownie, my little dog. Um, I think he got bit at daycare, but they're not owning up to it. That's a whole another issue that I have a, a call scheduled with tomorrow. So I ended up. It just didn't look good so i had to take him to the er and i waited like five hours and i gotta tell you waiting at the er at night is such an emotional thing because you hear other people like a woman came in and she was like my dog died he's in the car they're like oh i have to go get the gurney you hear people crying because they're putting a pet to sleep you hear people like panicking so i i sat for five hours because i just was like yeah let this person go their pet can't breathe let this person you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i was there there till almost three in the morning so, so you giving me those questions really helps me. Of course, that carpet is tonight. But you know what I care more about now, though, is we got a ride. We got. We can roll up. Nobody fucks with my nephew. Like you know, <laughs> we got a ride. What? Well, how does something <laughs> like that happen? Do you know how livid I would be if the Wozerly Wabbit, Bozerly Wozerly, if something happened to him at daycare? What? Like, so, what? What happened? So Copper has actually been. Like he was a dog bit him and we were in Texas and it was so close to his Achilles. It's actually a miracle. It didn't mess up more. And I was livid. They paid for everything. We never went there back there again with Brownie. It's not nearly as bad, not nearly as bad, but he's limping. And so he won't put pressure on it, but I did x-rays. He's fine. They were like, no, that he wasn't in a fight. He wasn't bit. The cut's not deep, but something happened. So I'm, I got to go back and look at the tapes, but it's common, right? It's it's common for your dog to get hurt at the daycare. Does that, that happen, all, happen time? all the time? Well, you know, like a kid falling down and scraping their knee. It, ha- I mean, they go every day, so the odds are high that something could happen. They go to daycare hmm. every single day. I gotta be honest with you. Uh, in this particular situation, you're just putting me off daycare for dogs. I wouldn't send it every every day. I'm just so paranoid about them being at home. I feel like they're bored and they want to play with dogs. That makes sense. And now I've and now I've just created a space where they expect it every day, so I have to keep it it up. But they're at home now. I have to stop feeding Bozeman from the table. Oh, I do that. Don't I, stop. It, it, she just won't have it anymore. She says, "Stop feeding the dog from the table. You, you're fucking him up. He's gonna. He's. Stop. I, I, I can't." I love the animal so much. I know I talk about this a lot. The dog is such my friend. I get some food. You know what the dog says? Dad's eating. It's mm-hmm. time to have a snack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he comes right over and he sits there. He knows what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a bite and I'm going to give you some. You're my nigga. Yep. I break it off with you. We get a bag. We bust it down. If I got... Mm-hmm. $100 million, I would bust that down with Bozeman. So, of course, I'm going to bust down some chicken breast. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but you can't do it. Oh, it's got seasoning on it. Oh, it's cooked in oil. It's like, whatever. That's what, see, when Copper came over here, Copper was just, it didn't fucking matter. Copper was just eating. That's what the fuck oh, I'm yeah. talking about. Oil seasoning? 
Remember, he, I always tell you, he came from the streets. He's he's fine. And he had that tummy tuck back in April. So, yeah, you know, the BBL. One of, by the way, one of the topics on our topic list, as I scroll through the topic list, is funny and really disrespectful in the way that it was written. One of I, our, are you saying Donnie wrote it in a disrespectful way? I don't know if Donnie. Maybe I sent the, the headline and maybe the headline was just imported into the thing. But this says Disney's Lightyear in all caps. <laughs> Flops. Flops. <laughs> Donnie, did I send it that way? But yeah, that's how it was written. I didn't do that. <laughs> this isn't flops. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but before we do this, we have to talk about Texas. Damn. Don't mess with them. We'll give you that on the other side of this break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. All right, the big deal of the day, Texas, Texas GOP. The new platform says Biden didn't really win. They also want to secede from the union. President Biden is the acting president because he didn't legally win. Texans should vote on seceding. The Voting Rights Act should be repealed. Any gun control is a rights violation. This is the world as seen by the Republican Party of Texas. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Um, in a newly adopted party platform, we can't compromise with Democrats who have a different and in compatible vision of our future. This is from Matt Rinaldi, the state GOP chairman. We need to be a bold and unapologetic conservative party, ready to go on offense and win the fight for our country. Uh, this platform has been outlined in a 40-page document that addresses state issues, but also much broader priorities, such as calling for the U.S. to leave the United Nations. Huh, the delegates approved it over the weekend at the party's convention in Houston. Blah, blah, blah. We reject the certified results of the 2020 election. The acting President Joseph Biden Jr. is not limited. Blah, blah, blah. Texas retains the right to secede from the United States, and the Texas legislature should be called upon to pass a referendum consistent thereto. This is your state. What do you think? I'm sick of my state. I'm disgusted with my state. I mean... Does this really mean anything in the grand scheme of things? I don't think so. These are just the Texas Republicans showing where they stand, but it can. It really can, especially as we see Texas doesn't look like it's turning blue anytime soon. You know, they're already making history by sending the, uh, there was um, a seat, a U.S. House dish, a U.S. House District 34 had a seat that in the first time in 150 years, they're now sending a Republican. It's been Democrat, a Democratic seat for 150 years. Now they're sending a Republican. It's showing, I think that shows where the Latino vote stands in Texas. I think it shows that Texas is redder than ever. I think it shows that Beto is going to have an uphill battle to beat Abbott. And it's going to put Abbott in power for possibly another term, who obviously stands with this GOP convention. And so it's a dangerous place. I think we laugh about it because some of the 
things that they're asserting are so ridiculous, but you have to take it seriously because Texas is a state that people watch what they do. They And by people, I mean red states are watching the laws that Texas makes. They're watching the things that Greg Abbott is doing and then they're mimicking them or they're upping them, right? Oh, I'll take your abortion law and I'll up it and I'll make mine even mm. more intense, even more restrictive. So I think it's something that you have to pay attention to. The seceding from the, from the nation, there's a lot more involved in that. But the fact that they even want to in 2023 is a problem. I think the fact that they're not accepting the election is a problem. I think the fact that they're trying to control education, they're trying to control the way that you raise your children, they're trying to uh, control women's body parts. It's extremely alarming and it could possibly be setting a stage of where other conservatives stand in this country. And so it's it's ridiculous, but it's something that we have to pay attention to. Yeah. So it it represents the growing trend of mm-hmm. eh, not the growing trend. It represents what is now commonplace um in the Republican Party, which is what you would call mainstream Republican entities adopting friends, fringe philosophies and ideals um as mainstream ones. And so there is to me a silver lining in that. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you argue things at the margins, for me, sometimes it can get difficult to to really differentiate who's with you and who's against you. You know, uh, okay. there are certain things that are done in politics that, when you really examine them, it's six and ha- six and one half, half dozen in the other. The way they want to go about things, the way they do go about things, right? If the defense spending in America was such a grand problem to the left. Why would it have been X amount of years to where the uh, officials and the politicians that we've elected haven't really done anything to rein in the def- the, the defense industrial complex, right? The, the like the the entire thing, like why? Because that's something that has to exist uh, for America to have business as usual operations. Neither side really wants to deal with that. Um, And the closer you examine politics, the more you know that. There are other things, though, right, that are kooky. And I still believe would be kooky to a lot of Americans that haven't been hardened by either side. And I personally believe that it is easier to defeat, in a way, people with kooky beliefs than it is to defeat a very uh, sort of even-killed political adversary, right? The reason why Donald Trump lost this last time was kookiness. Now, with the way things are right now, who knows if this this country is quite skewed and fucked up enough for people to get out in the same way that they did. But I believe that a lot of these things are going to backfire. I think most of the talk that we're that, that we're hearing about reproductive rights and all of those things, I think those are very easy things if messaged on correctly to get people out on. So when I hear a Republican party in Texas, the Republican party in Texas Mm -hmm. doubling down on the big lie. Mm -hmm. When I hear them talking about secession, when I hear those things, I think fertile ground for lively, worthy opposition to make inroads. That opposition just has to be brave enough to call crazy shit crazy shit. So while it's 
it's uh, it's concerning how kooky the right is becoming. I I think that there are some political opportunities in there if mm. the right energy is 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 doled out and the right strategy is taken. I think that for when you look at the polling numbers on some of these issues, and I'm gonna stop filibustering in a second, that most Americans are anti these things. So you have to figure out a way to take that polling and that messaging and turn it into political power if you're the left. Uh, so when I saw this, I was like, I don't mind that they're getting a little bit crazier. Huh. Crazy is easy to see. Well, I, that's a very logical thought. And what you're saying makes a whole lot of sense. But if majority of the country believes is against some of these things, I think that those that majority most of them live in the same place, these big cities in blue areas, in blue states. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they're not in the right places to necessarily make a difference. When you say 70%, where are the, where is, I don't even know if you said 70, I think I just might yeah. have made that up, majority. Sure. When you say majority, where is this majority yeah. who feels this way? Because here's the thing in Texas right now, Abbott still is, is, is highly ahead of Beto. Yeah. And that's coming off of Uvalde. And part of that is the GOP is really good at shifting the blame. Abbott is to blame a lot for the loosening the gun laws that are in Texas. But because of the information that continues to come out surrounding Uvalde, we're blaming the police and rightfully so. You're blaming the police, you're blaming the chief, those officers in the school, the fact that they did nothing, the fact that they lied, and you can shift the blame. So it's not necessary. Remember, it was Abbott at first. Mm-hmm. Abbott Beto came and charged up Abbott and talked about the fact that he had cut funding for mental health. He had not, uh, he had loosened the gun laws. But now it's, oh, well, Abbott was misled because the police are actually the ones to blame and mishandled that situation. So you would think that that would be a situation where it's like, you know what? I don't want to support a governor who can't protect our children, mm-hmm. who cannot protect the innocent. Instead, now that they've shifted the blame, Abbott is still leading well ahead of Beto. Yeah, so you think that would be the case, but it's not. People aren't seeing through the crazy. Texas is fucking crazy right now. Mm-hmm. They can go. Here's the thing. Um, it your your assessment is correct. I think that part of this is cultivating new voters. Part part of this so. is attracting people and getting out, cultivating new voters. There's a there's a documentary that really, in my opinion, sums up uh, Texas politics in a way. You ever see Boys State? No. You should watch that. Boys State. What's that? Boys on? State. It's about so Boys State and Girl State. It's this mock political little thing that they have during the summer. They had it in Louisiana, too. You go there, and you elect the president, you do all of this. And there was a candidate uh, <clears throat> that that was up for to be the governor of Boys State. And what he represented politically, what he represented politically, like, to the kids there, the kids, these are kids, these are teenagers, High school age kids. What he represented politically was something that was so unbelievably pure. Like, like he had the life experience to back up why he had his views. And he lost the rhetoric. You should watch. You should watch it. These are kids. It, it starts this young with them understanding what they have to say to to rile people up. But what I'm telling you is, uh, it can be done. It, the fight is not over. The energy has to be 
directed in the right way. Let's talk about Uvalde real quick. Let's talk about it real quick. Play the audio from Steve McGraw, the Department of Public Safety Director there. Spoke to a Senate committee on Tuesday. Play his audio real quick. There's compelling evidence that the law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure and antithetical to everything we've learned over the last two decades since the Columbine massacre. Three minutes after the subject entered the West Building, there was a sufficient number of armed officers wearing body armor to isolate, distract, and neutralize the subject. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. The officers had weapons, the children had none. The officers had body armor, the children had none. The officers had training, the subject had none. So many issues are coming together at once. So many things that for whatever reason, as Americans, we refuse to confront. You look at Uvalde and politics is getting in the way of people's lives. We refuse to confront gun culture in America. We refuse to confront American mental health and how people are feeling. And we also refuse to confront the absolute putrid state of policing. Your police that you have told us need our unwavering, uncritical, and unrelenting support. Wouldn't save the kids in their own community, the babies. They literally wouldn't run into a classroom to save their sons and daughters. Now, I say that, but there are some of them who wanted to. The harrowing story of a man called by his wife who wanted to go in there was held back. I just don't understand how we can still have the same shit. The cowardice that that was displayed by the Uvalde uh, cops, I see all the time in the videos where I see cops with guns shooting down and kicking the shit out of people who are unarmed. Like they seem big and bad, but when somebody has something and is actually putting the most innocent amongst us in harm's way, they didn't just hesitate it. They didn't just hesitate. They didn't act at all. It's nuts. These are three very distinct American problems. And I'm just wondering who's on this? Who's dealing with this? I think a lot of, I think a lot of people who become police officers do it for the status, for the uniform, for the badge for the power to carry a gun and for the pride they feel represents being a police officer. I really do. And I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I've seen it when I had to work with police officers when I did municipal law. I had to work hand in hand with police. Now, granted, it was for class C misdemeanors like traffic tickets and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I would see the video footage of these stops. I'd see the way that they would talk to citizens, I'm not just talking about ones of color, I'm just people in general, I would see the disrespect. I would see the way that they would say like, oh, you're talking to me. It's a, it's a mindset, It's a, mm. and I really think that rather than doing it to protect 
public safety and to and the citizens of whatever city county they represent it really is for the status and mm-hmm. i think that that's a conversation that we need to continue to have how in the world it, i can't even process this new information that's coming out how could you have sat in that hallway and heard the gunshots like how could you have heard the pops knowing that they were pointed at someone and it Little was kids. taking someone's life and they were dying on that floor and you stood there breathing while other people were taking their last breath? I can't, I cannot process that. It's disgusting. It, I, I, how can you, I, I, I just don't understand how you could go home at night, how you could how you could sleep, how you can be okay and continue throughout your day knowing that you could have tried. That's what you took an oath to do and and you didn't do it. And then you hid behind lies. You hid behind, this is what my my boss, my chief told me to say, instead of going out there and protecting the very people that you vowed to do. I just, exactly, copper. It's just, I, 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 if, and if we feel this way, Van, just imagine how difficult this is for the families. Yeah, it's terrible. That, that know it could have been prevented. Hmm. You know, it's one thing to say it could have been prevented by the the banning of assault weapons, but to know that the cops were they there. were on site minutes, mm-hmm. minutes after it happened. The good guys and it with took guns an were hour. There. Yeah, over an hour. Yeah. before they did anything. Very few American they institutions. Yeah, they should. Very few American institutions have our faith right now. Um, Rachel, there's something, there's a new segment I want to, um, debut. Oh, gosh. Because we have to talk about it. There's a, there's an epidemic of dick riding that's happening. What? All over the country. All over the world. (laughs) Quite the left turn. Where? Why? Who? What? We've become a culture devoted to dick riding. I'm from Baton Rouge. A place where we don't dick ride, right? We don't. Okay. As a matter of fact, it was something very popular when I was in school to where if you were on somebody's dick and you were riding dick, someone will go and pluck you off. Pluck you <laughs> off somebody's dick. Like somebody would be like, somebody would come up and if I felt like you was on my dick, I'll go, oh, get off, dog. Relax. And that is what is happening now. This is the very first edition this segment is called this week in dick riding donnie give me my sound <laughs> ride sticks ride stick it don't stop <laughs> that it is where did that this, even come from <laughs> this week this week in dick riding this donnie, week in stop di- playing along i need you to stop playing along this week in, johnny donnie drop my sound again drop my sound again this week in dick riding Ride sticks, ride stick, and don't stop. Is that your voice? That's Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this week in dick riding, I'm talking to Drake fans. And let me tell you why. Drake dropped, very short notice, a new album. It's called Honestly Nevermind. Mm Mm-hmm. Honestly, never mind. Is the Drake album came out and it's a house music album. It's an album 
that has gone off of the path of hip-hop or even pop that Drake has been known for, and the album is all house music vibes. Honestly, never mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. I listened to it. Rachel, what did you think Mm -hmm. of Honestly, Never Mind? Uh, Hated it. You didn't like it? Did not like it. Didn't like it. I thought it was a couple vibes on it. I I wasn't mad Mm -hmm. at it. I didn't. Only track 14. It, it for me Blast. it wasn't a it wasn't like a it wasn't a bad album it's just not for me but I thought it was still some vibes to it I'm not hating on it at all you know but the album came out and people were very upset because they were expecting one thing from Drake they wanted some kind of some summer turn up and they didn't get it they got house music and that's not what Drake is known for and to be honest with you I'm just gonna be real a lot of us don't give a fuck about house music Beyonce dropped a house music song y'all gonna act like y'all like it a lot of people really not fucking with it like a lot of people like I get house music was started by black people a lot of things were but then niggas move on like we who started house music black people started Frankie Knuckles all of those guys started by house music black gay guys black gay men the LGBTQ plus community started house music. It's very true. Look, our roots, house music is ours. But it's not like I go out and listen to house music. As a matter of fact, when I go to Vegas, if, if I'm oh. in a place and they're playing too much house music, I fucking leave. I leave I and I go to Vegas. a place where I can hear the fucking Migos. <laughs> um, you know why I say I hated it? It's not even just that I don't like house music. It's not even just that Drake is doing something that we don't, expect from him he didn't do it well that's really what it is i i don't think he did house music well it was missing something Hmm. it was missing like an extra beat there's a there was a layer that was off it sounded like even his singing on it it didn't hit hard enough the remixes are gonna be house yeah that's gonna be edm but that way the album hit it, it all sounded the same I like I saw some guy on social media who was like, this is how Drake is on the song. I know, you know, she knows, if you know, we know. It, it, it's that that's how that's yeah. how the whole thing, the whole thing sounds. Beyonce, however, had layers to her song. Now, before and we I get think, to Beyonce, we have to talk about okay, these Drake fans. Okay. okay. Before we get to Beyonce, we have Drake to talk fans. about these Drake fans, okay? Because here's the thing. People didn't like it, right? People didn't like it. This is where the dick mm-hmm. riding comes in. Oh. People didn't like the Drake album, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw on the Instagram, Twitter apparatuses, some of the wokest, most anti-capitalist people shame people because they didn't like music. I heard people say, if you don't like Drake, you're too broke. This is the type of music that you have to get your dick sucked uh, by a Kardashian on a spaceship to enjoy. This is the type of music for 250 foot yachts. You have to be able to go to Ibiza. You have to be able to go to Belize. You have to be South able to go to France. Maldives. All yeah, of this stuff. I like that. I saw everybody. Y'all too broke to like music. Hey, get off this nigga's dick. Thank you. Like, why in the world would black people shame other black people, mostly, for being broke? Because of an album that came out. What the fuck are we doing? You mean to tell me (laughs) you are so on Drake's dick that if somebody doesn't like the music, it's because they too broke? This music, this is for people who don't travel. This is for people who never been to France. Hey, So stupid. My guys in Baton Rouge, they ain't never been to France. 
They know when they, when a song is jamming, though. Stop riding dick. Get off Drake's nuts. Get off the nuts. <laughs> the reality is some people liked it. Some people didn't. I thought it was cool. But if I would have not thought it was cool, it wouldn't be because I don't travel. I'm going to Greece in a couple Thank of months. You. Thank you. Like, it, get off his oh, nuts. Should, Stop his oh, you dick talk, bag. You should talk to me about that. I'll tell you where to go. You been to Greece? Yeah, we went for a honeymoon. Oh, special. Like, get off his nuts. (laughs) Like, get off his nuts. The reality is, guys, I know that everybody has people that they love. Sometimes they're going to try shit that shit's not going to work. Sometimes they're going to try shit shit's going to be received better than other shit. But, like, it's like, you don't like this song because you don't have a Bugatti. Nigga, we don't have Bugattis where I'm from. But we like music. Don't you think Drake sets the tone for that when his response that he puts out is, it's okay if you don't get it. I'll wait for you to catch up. I don't, what, catch up He didn't say nothing what? about money. He didn't say nothing I, about money. What do you think he mean? I, I he, think he just meant, actually, I tried some shit. Maybe I didn't like it. Look, that happens before. That happens sometimes. No, he Kanye said, we'll wait dropped. for you to catch up as if he's either ahead of the time or if we're just not on his level. That happens really in music, though. I'm not even mad at that. That happens in music. Kanye West but dropped my beautiful, uh, Kanye West dropped 808s and Heartbreaks. When it came out, I'm like, this doesn't sound right. And then over the years, that album became, Jesus too, actually. Over the years, that album became something that I played so much and it became what music became. But that's not what we're talking about. That's you, not what we're talking about. This, this isn't something new. It's new to Drake. It ain't new, period. But what he's saying is y'all might catch up. up that's fine. But all I'm saying is if we don't catch up, it won't be, be, be because we ain't got no yachts. It won't be because we ain't been to Spain. It won't be because we don't fucking go to, to, to Bora Bora and Tahiti. Like, but stop man. shaming other black people so that you can ride dick donnie but i want st- this cut out i want this message out to the people we about to start calling out this dick riding it's going too but far there's, but but can we just establish there's nothing to catch up on he didn't do anything new feel. he did something new for him That's how you feel there's a, we you can hear this music from other artists yeah. you didn't do anything new you, you didn't do it right it. Mm. huh you, you seem very offended that drake tried house music i think i'm offended that it's like like I, j- I just created a new sound type vibe. I, it's like, no, you didn't. It's just new to you. Mm. And we don't, and, and most people don't like it. I don't even think it's mixed reviews. I think most people just don't like it. Drake fans. I don't I don't listen to Drake for that. Get off his niggas dick. Okay. Yeah. The reality is he's going to be fine. He's one of the most talented people ever to make music before. Okay. And he Made reminded it. us of what he it can do cool. on the last track. It was cool with me. I, I thought it was cool. Listen to it a little bit. Sticky. See how sticky it gets. Brian loved it. See how sticky it gets. I, I, I could tell Brian like it. I could mm, tell Brian. Likes, you know why Brian like it? Because it's shirt off Miami music. That's why. It's shirt off Miami. That, Brian, <laughs> yeah. I could tell Brian like it because it's shirt off Miami music. That's the type of music that when Brian and his boys were headed down to the Clevelander. Benson! <laughs> 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 well, Brian, well, Brian and his boys were savaging the Clevelander. You know what I mean? Like all of those years. Like that's the kind of music that they would listen to. You know, Man said y'all used to listen to this when y'all used to head down the Savage at the Clevelander. The Clevelander. He knows. You've been to the Clevelander before. Like Cle- I used to work there. Not at the restaurant, but at the ESPN. Clevelander? The oh. ESPN studios are on top of it. Yeah, I went and did the Dan Lebertard show. They have the studios yeah. up there, like the Cleveland. That's the studio I worked in. Yeah, mm. I worked in his studio. Interesting. Um, 
All right, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Disney's Buzz Lightyear movie. Wait, are we just not going to touch on Beyonce? Didn't you say you wanted to hit Beyonce? Oh, I never said I wanted to hit Beyonce. Don't get me in trouble <laughs> with Jay-Z. I never <laughs> talked about that. I never talked about that man's wife. I didn't say anything about wanting to hit Beyonce. <laughs> Okay. There was a word. I never said that. Like that's not the case. All right. Good. They're happily married in that whole situation. Um. No. Look. I listened to the. I listened to it. It was cool. I mean. I don't like that. I'm not going to dig that song because I don't. I don't. I don't dig that type of music. So she didn't make that for me, and that's okay. Like it's okay if I if that not everything is for me. Like a lot of music I listen to. Like Rachel, do you like death metal? Is that heavy metal? It's heavier than heavy metal. Name a group or an art, uh, an artist. Slayer. Listen it. Pantera. No, no. Okay. No. Oh God, I'm like, st- I'm terrified. Right. So so I like it. I can hear what's good about it. Right. It, to to me, if you don't like death metal, that doesn't mean that death metal is whack. It just means it's not for you. The Beyonce song isn't for me. You like it though. I like it because there's layers to it. I like it because it pops off with Big Frida. So you already you're already winning me over when I hear Big Frida's voice on the track. Then it samples a song that I like, that '90s "Show Me Love" by yeah. Robin. I love that song. I like, I so I can hear. Did. So th- there's layers to it mm-hmm. that I like lyrically. I don't think the song is great. To be Why? honest, with Why don't you feel like it's not great lyrically? It just doesn't, it doesn't move me in that way. I think I, I just, I'm not like, ooh, that was a, that was a bar. That wasn't, that's not how I felt about it. But I I felt it. It had the right layers to it where I was like, this is a song. I'm not jamming it in my car, but I can, see, that's a song I would want to put on if I was on a boat in the water. If I was on vacation, really? I want to hear, yeah, I want to hear you that. Were, like, my girls. Like, really? You're going to yes. go on a boat in the middle of the ocean and you're going to put that song on? If I was you with my your girls, that's a song. You're supposed to be chilling. I, if I was with my girls, that's like a song I would want in the background while we're having a good time. It is. Nah, I, I get it. It's a. It's very much so a summer song. If I was out with my girls, it hits. It hits. If I was out but with my I'm girls, like, you gotta play that City what? Girls. Oh well, no. I mean, it's FNF all all day. You know that's the song of the summer. <laughs> you do you know? Do you know that song? No. What's FNF? <laughs> I'm F R E. Oh fuck, nigga free. <laughs> Free. That's the song of the summer. Right. Shout out for Beyonce. Uh, for Beyonce. She told y'all to quit y'all jobs in the song. She got a billion dollars. <laughs> y'all quit y'all jobs. Please, See what I'm can saying? I be lyrically? Honest with you? Please See don't what I'm call saying? it. Hey, 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 please don't call. <laughs> all jokes aside, don't call in to work at Chick-fil-A and then, and then quit because Beyonce said Stop with this. Because you will break your soul. And, you will. Yeah, your soul will be broken. You'll be broke <laughs> all over this motherfucker. Here's the thing. By the way, Beyonce adding to the supply chain crisis that we have, we need actually more workers. We need people to go out there and like, and and we need them to work. You know what I mean? The supply chain is going to inflate all this stuff. Don't look. Listen to everything that Beyonce says about 
don't take your economic advice from 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 Queen B. I love her. I, also, I, break down the lyrics. She quit her job because she's gonna find something that makes her happy. She's gonna do something that she loves. It sounds so like dope. she found that before she quit her job. I'm just saying, lyrically, if we break it, if we're analyzing the lyrics. But do what makes you happy, but but don't do it until you have it in place. I tell you what makes you. I tell you what makes me happy. Having electricity. It makes me happy. Okay. Okay. And if you don't work, <laughs> they go cut your fucking lights off. Okay. Um, Disney's Lightyear flops in opening weekend after controversy over lesbian kiss and axing conservative Tim Allen as voice of bus. And I will say this: this 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 <laughs> this headline. I grabbed from Twitter, so this is probably from some conservative joint that just popped up on my shit. Um, but there's actually something to be learned. The Lightyear was uh, voiced by Chris Evans. Am I right, Arjuna? Chris Evans. He had been correct. He had been uh, he had been voiced uh, previously by by Tim Allen, a ultra white, ultra right wing conservative drug dealing snitch. <laughs> I'm going to treat Tim Allen just the way conservative media treats us. Tommy Lauren jumped on to Jay-Z saying he was a drug dealer for 14 years. Well, guess what? Tim Allen was a Coke dealer and he was caught with Coke and then he ratted. it. Allen 69. Okay, so they he's not doing the movie. It's a Toy Story spinoff. It made $51.7 million in North America. That is a Pixar flop. That's just the way around it. Pixar does better numbers than that. Pandemic or no pandemic, uh, Pixar numbers do better numbers than that. There seems to be, in this movie, uh, Lesbian Kiss. Um, It was banned in a bunch of countries because of this. Do you think that Lightyear flopped because of the removal of Tim Allen and because of the Lesbian Kiss? Possibly, but more so because there are probably a whole bunch of conservative parents that didn't allow their children to watch it. Not because it's not a good movie, not because obviously the kids don't feel a certain way. Yeah, there's probably a bunch of right wing conservative uh, parents that are like, absolutely not. Hmm. This is what I'm telling you guys. I've been telling you guys this for a while. To all of my woke warriors out here, you have a responsibility. Your responsibility is to be more than a tweeter. Okay. Your responsibility is to be more than a rouser of rabble. Lightyear came out and features a same-sex kiss. Mm-hmm. That, in Van's opinion, is progress. So you know what I did? I went to a screening of Lightyear, true, but then I oh, also went to the movies to see Lightyear to support said progress. We have a lot of conversations on this very podcast about the WNBA. You can tweet about the pay disparities in the WNBA all you want. You can bellyache and raise awareness for about the pay disparities. It's not bellyaching. It's pointing out a valid social issues about pay disparities in the WNBA all you want. 
the most powerful way you can support the WNBA is to watch it and to go to games. Even if you don't fuck with basketball like that, start fucking with it. Start caring about the WNBA. Start caring about the women who you say you're fighting for. Light year comes out. What happens is companies like Disney, other companies, they say, hey, we're getting creamed because we don't have enough diversity in the stuff that we put out. We're getting creamed. People are talking about the fact that we're behind a curve on this. So let's go ahead and encourage our creators to do this. Then things like this happen and they figure we can't do it again because they're not going to lose money for y'all feelings. So the reality of the situation is the moment that it was discovered or revealed that Lightyear had a same-sex kiss, there should have been a push to get people to go and show up to the movie. Mm. I know that I know that people are going to say, hey, we shouldn't have to make a special sort of effort to support things like that. But guess what? We do. We do. Every time this happens, the people that don't want to see this are emboldened. The people that don't care about a million a million heterosexual kisses that we've seen in all different types of content since we were born. Mickey mm. Kiss Minnie, all of this stuff. We've seen this all. It's the people that say, hey, don't show anybody kissing to my kids because uh, it's sexualizing the kids. When we've seen these kisses, you're emboldening them. So the fact that Lightyear flopped, well, number one, Lightyear's, it's okay. It's not terrible. It's good. It's, not, it's okay. Um, but the fact that Lightyear flopped, it should have never flopped. Everyone should have been running out to see progress. Everyone should be running out to see to, 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 to see things change and to see the world open up and be different. And when it doesn't, it falls back on not them, but us. Do you think that Disney's lack of early, like the flip-flop that they did, messed it up even more? The fact that Disney had it in there, and then they removed it. And then the only reason they put it back is because there was a lot of public pressure from Disney employees who felt like, why would you take this out? This needs to be put in. And so I think that might have been part of it, too, because Disney didn't really seem to stand behind this if they initially Disney tried right. to take this out. Disney was right on which part? I'm sorry. Dis Disney was right to think that having the kiss in there would hurt the business of the movie. And that's the sad part. Yeah. Like the, the 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 sad part is they were right to think that, but they shouldn't be right. We should make them wrong. At some point we have to You're hundred percent right. We should we we, we 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 have to put our money where our mouth is. We have to. Like we have to. But that's a fair point that you made. Okay, Saucy Santana. It's a very fair point that you made, Rachel. Back and forth is not good. Saucy Santana. He was performing to a large and excited crowd and he wanted to remind people that gays run the world. Play Saucy Santana's audio, if you will, Donnie B. What's So basically said, when you need a stylist, you call a gay. 
when you need your hair done, you call a gay. When you need uh, your makeup done, you call a gay. Rachel, is this true? Uh, no, because the way that Saucy Santana is putting it, it's as if that's the only person that you would call, as if that's the only person with talent, as if that's the only person who's going to have you looking top notch. Because according to his words, gay men are the blueprint for cultural culture and style. I'm going to tell you this. I don't like Saucy Santana. And I've actually had this conversation with several people of, I don't get it. I don't get him. I think that he is capitalizing on a trend because it's he's, I guess, rose to social media fame, is aligned with other famous people, but it's not his talent alone that is what has made him successful. I don't understand it. I guess this is me getting older. But I'm not a fan and I'm not yeah. into him, into it. And this isn't the first problematic thing that Saucy Santana has done. What else? But the fact that, but the fact, well, you know, of course they unearthed old tweets on people and he was criticizing little Blue Ivy for the way that she looks. Oh, yeah, and then I did instead see that. of owning up to it, it was more of here y'all go. I'm still got money. I still got this. Da, 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 da. Like they're just trying to take me down. No, you just criticize a young woman, black little girl for her looks. Now you're putting women down again. Me personally, who does my makeup is a woman. Who does my hair is a woman. Sometimes I use a gay man, but for the majority, it's a woman. The women who that people who style me are women. So mm. that's not necessarily always true. But I don't think that you have to put women down to build gay men up. And that is the problem with this whole rant. You can praise gay men and uplift them and talk about how great they are without putting down women in the same breath. And that's what Saucy Santana is doing here. And that's what I have a problem with. Nobody like I I think you can uplift the LGBTQ plus community without having to put other people down. He's very problematic to me. Is there misogyny in this? Yes. Yes, by what like I just Saucy, said. You, you feel like Saucy Santana is this is dripping with a little misogyny. Yes, because he's putting down women. He's like, he's basically saying it's, I mean, he's not saying the community is the blueprint of culture and style. He's specifically talking about men. And he himself, as a man, is putting down another gender or maybe even non-binary people to uplift gay men. I do think this mis this has misogynistic tones. Hmm. You think Saucy Santana is a misogynist? You think he thinks well, men are better messenger. than women? Well, he's the messenger. I think he thinks gay men. I, I don't think. I know he thinks gay men are better. He literally just said it. Is this type of thing, the type of thing that threatens some types of intersectionality? Intersectionality is on the ropes right now, Rachel. I'm not going to lie. Because mm -hmm. the more, I think people are more comfortable with their sections than they thought they were. Intersectionality is, is it's on the run a little bit. And I think statements like this are part of the reason why. Because misogyny and patriarchy is like a heavyweight champion 
it, hmm. you have to, it's a full-time job to confront those things. And it doesn't matter how intersectional you are. If you're not doing what you're doing, you might think that just because you have a penis, you are better than someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a hard thing to divorce yourself from if you're not trying. And in other ways, when we're talking about intersectionality, it just seems as if it, it intersectionality just seems very two, 2019. I'm going to be honest with you. It seems like people aren't, it seems like it, it's not the same anymore. It seems like everyone is, is we kind of ran to our foxholes during COVID and we haven't really come out of them. And our foxholes are, are normally, we normally have people on our foxholes that, that look and, and feel and sound just kind of closer to us. You know, it's weird. Do you think that Saucy Santana thinks he couldn't be a misogynist because he is a gay man? I don't know. Mm. I think that sometimes, you know, this is a question. I'm not a woman and I'm not a gay man, so I wouldn't, I really wouldn't know. But I think sometimes kinship brings a familiarity and that familiarity, especially like, I think that familiarity can sometimes lead to a little contempt. I think when we're working in close quarters with people and sharing uh, different sort of making little cultural treaties with them, we have to make sure that we continue to respect ourselves and them as well. Or sometimes that contempt can like come out of places where you wouldn't expect it to. And I would wonder, and I wonder about that. Maybe we'll bring Jared on to talk about it. Okay, Supreme Court made two decisions. I want to ask you something, Rachel. We can talk about these decisions, or we can bring okay. we can bring our friend. Oh, let's bring our friend on. Let's bring our friend on. So we're going to bring Caroline Corbin on um, to talk about what the Supreme Court is doing and how what the Supreme Court is doing right now could affect what the Supreme Court does do. Because to be honest with you, there's a decision that they made on guns that to me is at total cross purposes with what we think they might do on abortion rights. And I have got yes. to talk to a constitutional law scholar about this. Um, so we're yes. going to bring Caroline Corbin on and, Monday to talk about that. And if that does go that way, then it shows that they aren't making judgments in the law. They're making them aligned with their morals and their politics. Hmm. Uh, Amazon. Alexa. Nope. <sighs> Amazon's Alexa could turn dead loved ones' voices into digital assistant. Amazon plans to let people turn their no. dead loved ones' voices into digital assistants with the company promising the ability to make memories last. No. You say no. That's what a picture's for. Donnie, Trudy, jump on. Yeah. Your thoughts, Donnie? It's beyond creepy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like just the thought of it, like reading the description where they specifically mentioned uh, an older woman was used to read her grandson a bedtime story after he asked Alexa, can grandma finish reading me The Wizard of Oz? That like gives me chills. I got to admit, I'm torn. I can't get behind that, man. I can't. I'm torn. I, I think the moment you did it, you changed your mind. I, I, I'm saying 100%. Okay, so let me tell you why I'm torn. 
And I know that it's bad. All of this is bad. Like what's happening with <laughs> AI computers and shit? It's all fucked, right? There's this episode of Black Mirror called Be Right Back. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Has anyone seen it here? I have. What? Has uh-uh. anyone seen the episode of Black Mirror called Be Right Back? Have you seen this episode? No, 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 no. Donnie? I feel like I have because I've seen them all, but it definitely didn't stick. I don't remember. Refresh. So this is the one where the woman, her 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 partner dies, and there's this thing where they can take all of your partner's social media accounts and their their life online and then create a facsimile of them with their consciousness and their personality and then like bring them back. Remember the guy, the guy from Star Wars. What's the guy's name? Damahal Gleason. Yeah, the Damahal Gleason. He plays Donnie. You would remember it if you saw it. Yeah. Okay. Did you Did like you see a, it? Yeah, I, I did. He's like a. There's a fake version of him. Like they put the personality into like a fake body. Into a to a body. Well, it's it's a, you know they're able to make the body. Yeah. And then at the end, I don't want to ruin it for people, but you know she has a daughter. And she's just, her grief can't let her get over it, right? And I don't want to turn this heavy, but I always thought about how creepy that was until my dad died. And like, I started going back and listening to saved messages, voicemails that my father has sent me like all the time. Like if I'm like, if I'm in a place and I'm feeling like a little bit like, um, if I'm feeling like a little unsure or if I'm nervous before I went on Kimmel, before I went on Kimmel, like I listened to like my dad, hey boy, daddy just calling to tell you that he love you. And I, I and I and I I listen to that and it calms me down. It's like, hey, so I don't know, man. It seems a bridge too far, but maybe I'm one of these kooks that might fucking try Donnie. I know I don't want to bring up I know you lost somebody recently. You never thought about maybe wanting to, you know. Talk talk to your mom anymore? No, see, I think I've handled my grief a little bit different than you. I've been like avoiding uh, mm. hearing her voice or seeing her outside of a few pictures that I have around the house. Like uh, this past, um, it was a holiday recently. My stepdad sent me a, a a video of my mom, and I couldn't open it. Like, and she's been gone for almost two years now, but there's still. I don't know. Everybody grieves differently. So I feel like this would yeah. be the exact opposite of what I need. Mm. Mm. I grieve I, different. I think that it's normal. I hear about people listening to saved, not normal, I should say, but I've heard about people listening to saved voicemails um, or like watching a video or something like that. But I think the what the Alexa's trying to do is it's too present for me that I don't think that I would be able to emotionally handle that. That's mm, where I think it, it draws the line. Like it's, it's one thing to listen to something in the past. It's another thing to be right here. And I just, again, everybody's different. It might work for some people, but for me, I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would play around with it. Though. I would make my dad say things that he had never said in life. Alexa, Play two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> like, like, like stuff that my father would have never done. You turn my Alexa uh, on. One. 
<laughs> oh, like stuff that I, you know, I know you would never like stuff that my father. So my father was such a, um, a man's man, man. I want to take him down the peg a little bit. I love you, dad, but just have him have Alexa. They can do it. Alexa. Tell me about diamond cream facials. Like have my father say that. Like, it's be hilarious. Be very funny. All right, uh, mailbag. God damn it. Oh, by the way, the return of Animal Games next week. Um, uh, mailbag. Let's go. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. All right. Savon28 on Reddit asks, if you could men in Black Flash any embarrassing moment in your life, what would it be? And would you flash yourself or just the people who witnessed it? Hmm. Um, I would definitely flash out myself and the people who witnessed it. And that would be when I was in the MLB Celebrity All-Star Game and Jason Taylor hit up a pop-up or a fly ball, whatever you call it. And I lo- I thought this was my moment. I don't know why they had me playing shortstop. This was on ESPN. And I lost it in the lights and it fell down and it hit my chest and I fell out on the ground. (laughs) And people people were running to me like, Jamie Foxx, Miles Teller, like, Uh is she okay? And I had to sit out the rest of the game. It was the most embarrassing moment. Because it was sit out the rest of the game. Well, they asked me if I wanted to come back in. My ego was so bruised. I could I mean the ball landed and hit me in my chest. This was at the 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 uh, Marlins stadium. This was huge. And why they had me playing shortstop. Me and Christina Millian were the only women in this game. I have no idea why. And you won't find it because there was a delay. And because I was the bachelorette, they did not want that to air on camera. And so you'll never see. Oh, the fuck, man. They, see, cut, fuck out the bachelor, the, they cut out the ball hitting my chest and you just see people scrambling trying to catch it. Um. Anyways, I will black that moment out from everybody's memory. And then in that same game, I was warming up with old boy from Walking Dead, the red hair guy, and we were uh-huh. tossing the ball back and forth. And I threw the ball and I hit Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is a good athlete too. I was, I was, I had no business being out there. That's not my sport. I will black out the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. I got my uh, dick caught in my zipper seventh grade. <clears throat> in front of people? Yeah. Okay. I didn't have any underwear on as I learned a very uh, very precious lesson. Didn't have any underwear on. Was coming back. By the way, we didn't have showers in Baton Rouge. Like in PE. We didn't shower. Like we go hmm. to PE. We didn't either. We didn't either. Folk nasty. <laughs> we play outside play yeah, outside the whole night <laughs> like I remember folk if you had PE third period you folk nasty after you did I mean I had the we had deodorant and I put the deodorant on but like yeah like so yeah so uh, I didn't wear any underwear I'm not sure why um, <laughs> and I was zipping it back up and I got my balls cut caught in <gasps> ball skin caught in my zipper so you had to go to the nurse's office uh no, I had to. You toughed it out. I tried to get out of the situation, but I had to tell somebody, "Hey man, 
your coach, man. My, my dick stuck in my zipper. And then <laughs> the, the laughter just. Why did people hear you? Why you didn't pull them to the side? Uh, because I couldn't walk. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't walk because of the balls stuck in the Seven zipper. Seventh or seventh grade? Seventh grade. Oh, gosh. Middle schoolers are brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So it was some, that's really one of the only embarrassing moments in my life. My dick caught my, got caught my zipper before, too, that before that. It was maybe like, uh, I think my dick, my dick got caught my zipper, I'm thinking like 88. And mom got it out. Mom knows. Mom remembers. She laughed. Sounds so painful. It, it was. But I didn't, when I was a Copper. kid, I, used to, I didn't like to wear underwear. Like I, I, I'm not wearing underwear now. I'm wearing like a uh, wasn't the question. Was I'm wearing not the question. Like a like a what do you call it? A swim trunks, so they have built-in underwear. Donnie, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we didn't ask for this. All <laughs> Just right, keep going. Feel sorry for oh. the guy in the studio with you. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, LSX three three nine nine on Reddit asks if you had to choose one or the other. Which of the following would you least like the world to see? Your options are your emails or your Google search history. Nigga, obviously, nigga. The fuck? My emails got all kinds of wholesome shit. My Google is a lot more wholesome than it used to be, but the stuff that's going to be in my Google now is not going to be like all the freak nasty porn shit that used to be on there. It's, now it's going to be <laughs> weird shit that, that's still embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like we like like what lightsaber form does Obi Wan Kenobi use? It's gonna be I mean, it's you know it's like my <laughs> it, 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 you know what I mean? It's it's like it's not gonna be the emails are all gonna be like hey Van you wanna come come you come here and do this show next week? That's what that's all now. What about you? I I guess I just don't want people in my personal business. I yeah. don't want you to know how I'm moving and shaking. I don't want you to know like personal info might be in there. I just, I don't know. I don't want you to know creatively how I'm thinking about things. I don't want you to know who I know. I think I'm gonna have to go with the Google search and just take the embarrassment. That's mm, true. All right, next one. All right, Richie Rich, 1986 asks, how would you react if there was irrefutable proof that God doesn't exist? Or Oof. how? Or how about if there was irrefutable proof that God does? So how about this, Richie? Why don't you get your heathen ass out of my face? <laughs> I'm not answering it, <laughs> Richie. I love you. Thank you for watching the podcast, Richie. Sitting somewhere, stroking the chest on our cast of villains. Question. I'm not answering it, Richie. <laughs> God, I love the word heathen, <laughs> Richie. Richie. Richie trying to get Richie trying to Richie trying to give me anxiety that scared me did you not hear us both go Ooh. yeah I don't want to talk don't, Richie you're done we're moving <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> alright what's all right. the next question no, that's <laughs> you're done Richie Legacy Tony 3 asks who would win in a versus between Mariah Carey Brandy and Beyonce uh, okay <laughs> said something not trying to get it go ahead and do it like go, like no 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 go ahead and do what you was about to do okay first of all if i'm ranking the three of them i'm going to say mariah beyonce brandy okay but verses are with two people so i'm gonna take brandy out okay and i'm just fine. gonna do beyonce and mariah beyonce would slaughter mariah carrying the verses she would 
Beyonce she would. would she's got Mariah more Carey hits. Universe. She's got more collaborations. She would. Yeah. Like it, I like, guess I'm basing it on voice. Can I be like honest with you? Nostalgia. If this was a different. It, here's the thing. And this is the thing about the Mariah Carey thing. There's a version of this where Mariah Carey is unbeatable. Like when I say mm-hmm. unbeatable, if we just do pop hits, Records sold, all of that. But if we talk about a versus, first of all, yeah. Mariah, don't, let's, mm-hmm. let me not act like Mariah don't have bops. Mariah, Mariah, one of us, for sure. She got bops. Beyonce going to hit different. That's why the Mariah, Mary J. Blige thing. Mariah, Mar- versus, first of all, shout out to Versus because Versus has a real legend on the next Versus. I know you saw this. Oh, no, I didn't. Who? Motherfucking Ray J. Is on the next versus. Who's he going against? I think it's Ray J versus Amarion. No, it's not Ray J versus Amarion. No, it's Amarion versus. Hold on, it's Amarion versus Mario, uh, right? Mario versus Mario, and then they have another one, and it's Ray J. It's a team versus. I think it's Ray J and uh, Lloyd. Bobby Lloyd. Valentino. I mean, like who else? Bobby Valentino. Ray J and Bobby. Shout out to Bobby Valentino. Ray J and Bobby Valentino. Versus uh, spectacular, and then it's somebody Time out. else. They had to pair Ray J up with somebody. Yeah, I'm seeing. Okay, enough said. No, Donnie, say no more. <laughs> Ray J can't stand alone in a versus. They got to pair him with somebody. Yeah, Michael and Janet, my ass. So it's Ray J and Bobby <laughs> V versus Pleasure P. So it's Pleasure P. Ray J and Bobby V versus Pleasure P and Sammy. It's a night of um, it's a night oh. of R and B. Pretty Ricky. Yeah. Oh, that's a easy, easy, easily Pretty Ricky. First of all, let me let, let me tell you let me tell you why they're gonna need, lose. I don't even need to know. I don't even need to know who's Pretty Ricky paired with. Uh, Sammy. I like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sammy. Let me tell you, let me tell you why Ray J's team is going to win. Of course you're going to say this. Go ahead. First of all, Ray J's a legend. I've said this before. But the reason why Ray J's team is going to win is because of Bobby Valentino. Y'all fucking sleep on Bobby Valentino. I know I am. And the hits that Bobby Valentino has been a part of. I just want you to think of this. I'm just going to give you some records now. Bobby Valentino has on his slow own. Slow down. He has, he has slow down. He okay. has tell me. Tell me is harder than slow down. Say, baby, what's your down? story? Oh. You got the goods. It's plain to see. Like, like that okay. one right there, right? So then Bobby mm-hmm. Valentino has Blackberry Molasses. That was before with Mr., right? Then Bobby, He's in that group? Yeah, he was the singer. He's Blackberry Molasses. He's got Blackberry Molasses with Woke Mr. Woke up Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah stop her fucking hating on Bobby Valentino. You named three songs. Pretty Ricky had a going. whole album. You could literally press play on Pretty Ricky's album. Women in the caviar. You know who we are. Because we pipping all over the world. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Valentino. Sang the hook on that. Give me another. You want another one? Mrs. Officer, Mr. Lil Officer. Wayne, yeah. Bobby yeah, Valentino. Bobby Valentino was a legitimate R and B star. Those are right there. If you're pairing them with Again. somebody, those are five legit fucking five. cultural bangers. Then Ray Again. J's coming with the sexy can uh, I. Ray J's coming songs. with the wait a minute. Songs. Ray J's a minute coming with the I hit it first. 
Ray J's coming. That's the I hit it first, Couch. Ray the J's title, coming. The title was more popular than the actual Wait, 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 wait. Ray J's coming. What's the other one where he was, one wish. Ray J's coming with the one oh, wish. wish. Okay, what? Ray J's, but yo, fire. Ray J and Bonnie Valentino Rick- are taking it to You're the fucking top, Ricky. Rachel. You are sleeping on Pretty Ricky plus Pleasure P went solo. We got the solo Pleasure P. And I'm not even concluding, Sammy. It's not fair because you have Pretty Ricky. If it was, if Pleasure P couldn't do Pretty Ricky songs, 100%. Bobby I'm going to be Valentino. honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be real with Did you. Did you wrong? Boyfriend number two. I'm going to be all the way real with you. Niggas not fucking with that pretty Ricky like they was fucking with that Bobby Valentino. Ooh. I'm going to be... I'm going to be... y'all are too young. Pretty Ricky was college. I'm telling you, Pretty Ricky was... Like you're, you were... It, it was a, what about it was, Beep uh, featuring you. Young Jock? These are hits. No, no. Wait, Donnie, did you agree with me? Yeah. I'm pretty Ricky. That, that was high school for me. I'm a, I'm a step behind you, but yeah. Okay, you didn't have to do oh, that. Yeah. Right, fine, whatever. I was in middle school singing some nasty ass pretty Ricky songs and did not Man. know what they were talking about. But yeah. What about Gimme That featuring Chingy? Gimme That. I'm not gonna it's lie. They hit. made a really good case for Bobby Valentino, and he really I, did. I honestly, I'm not gonna hold you. And Ray J, like one wish really goes hard. I think I'm in Van's camp on this. Hey! Okay, I just <laughs> didn't name the songs. Excuse me. Let me get to Pretty Ricky. Excuse me. Grind with me on the hotline. I need to look at the discography. Hold on, please. Grind with me is the one joint you got because grind with me is hard. Baby, grind with me. Remember the whole era your body, of niggas? Your body? Nah, it's that not. was it? It's not going to hit. My body. Your body. It's not going to hit. My body. It's not everybody, gonna hit. everybody was singing it. It's Come not going to hit like this Bobby teammate. Valentino. It's not going to hit. I'm telling you. It's not going to hit like I'm that Bobby Valentino. You. It's not going to hit. Pretty Ricky is cool. It's not going to hit like Bobby Valentino. I crush. The, the, the Bobby Valentino joints I just named you. Late night special. It's not going to hit. Where am I? On the hotline. Ooh, love not like hit. honey. I forgot about that. Oh, what about Mirror Pushy featuring Baby. Lil Wayne? Bobby Valentino. It's not going to hit. No, you're, just, saying, you're just naming songs. You're just naming songs that, ha- that have a hyperlink. You have no idea what these are. I know. I know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, when is that versus? Tonight? It's, in an it's coming hour. up pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, it's in an hour. <laughs> no, we got the draft. We got the draft. We got the draft. There's too many things. There's too many draft. things happening. But, but, I got a red but, carpet. But, but, I'll probably watch your draft. Hey, Ray J, Bobby <laughs> Valentino, two guys I consider to be my homies. Get out there and handle your business. I don't know these other niggas. Out there, when we talk, when we talk to, when we talk tomorrow, <laughs> when we talk tomorrow, or we talk next week, we're gonna be talking about fucking victorious Bobby V. Bobby V. Stand, the V stands for victory. Okay, let me get Bobby. Do we have one more question? Do we have one more question? I said, let me get oh, Bobby. Oh, that was v it. That was, that was your own phone. question. No unexpected ally of the week. People have Fuck been way no. too racist. I can't handle it. I yeah, cannot handle Bobby it. Valentino on the phone. It's way right too now. much racism out here. Let's see, like Bobby. once I saw the tweet. From the from the, I don't know if it was a congressman or a senator, with about Juneteenth, I can't hand. I'm I'm done. I'm done with 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 people, and by that I mean white people. Also, shout out to um, I've been meeting a lot of thought warriors in the wild. Alex, Tori, I believe those were the names. I met you at the Pride Parade. Shout out to Project Angel Food. I've been meeting a lot, a lot. 
Shout out to them. We appreciate you guys. Yeah. All right, take thing caps off. We do not stop learning. I'm Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel Lynn Lindsay. Bye, guys. <laughs>